Stinder Stippers series is generously sponsored by the Saka family. Micha Mochabal Gvuros. We spoke about why is Hashem not just described as having Gvura. He is the source of all might, all power. He's Baal. It means that he never gives in to rage or anger or passion or might. No matter how strong he is, it doesn't control him. He controls it. He is the Baal Gvuros. Midom Elach. We saw Miloshon Dimyon. We're just the imagination of Hashem. This world is an illusion. Midom Elach. How privileged we are to have an audience with the one who's incomparable is Mido Melach. He's Melach Meimis Umechayah. What makes him Mido Melach? We left, last left off with. What makes him incomparable? Other kings can put someone to death. Other kings can declare off with their head capital punishment. But they can't then bring them back to life. Hashem is unique. The Mido Melach is that he's a Melach who's both Meimis and then immediately can be Mechayah. He can take life, he can giggle life, he can restore life, he can resurrect life. That's what makes him unique, that's what makes him distinct. Rabbi Victor Miller writes that Melech, in this context, doesn't just mean he's the king. Melech, like from the word Nimlach, means to consult, to give permission. We have to do anything in this world because he's the Baal Gvuros, the second brach of the Amida, we're describing Hashem's singular power and might, his control over the whole universe, that anything that we think we do, it's just an illusion. We surrender to him. So Nimlach, we have to consult with him. He has to choose, he has to consent to anything that happens, any achievement or accomplishment or success that we have. What's the continuation? Melach misu mechayeh. He's the king who takes life, gives life. Umatzmiach Yeshua means matzmiach, to blossom, to deliver. Yeshua It's not a rhetorical question. Yeshua, salvation. The Kaddish Baruch Hu creates salvation, springs forth, it blossoms forth. It, uh, deliverance is something that comes. Why is that the continuation of Melech Meimis Umechayeh? What's it doing here? As Semach David, we'll talk later that a Kaddish Baruch Hu will make redemption blossom. What does that have to do with over here? So many of them are Farshim right. So first of all, Melech Meimis Umechayeh, the world, we don't understand it. What is the cycle of life when people conceive and when life is brought into this world and when people die and how long they live? It's all part of a cycle. It's part of a cycle of renewal and of growth. And as painful, as difficult as it is for us to see or to say or to try to contemplate, it's true in the natural world. I'm not at all the farthest thing from an expert. I'm barely literate. But if you look it up, you'll see that national fires, forest fires, Earthquakes and tsunamis, natural events and occurrences, they're painful, we don't welcome them, we do all we can to help those affected by them, but they're part of the reset of the world, they're part of the natural cycle of the world, and they're necessary for the continuity of the world. They're necessary for continued growth. So the fact that he's the Melech who's Memis Umechayeh, that's what, in fact, enables Matzmiach Yeshua. You see this person takes a seed, they put a seed in the ground. The seed doesn't blossom into a tree or a bush, doesn't produce fruit. What happens to the seed first? It rots. It dies. It disintegrates. The seed dies in the ground, and the death of the seed, the rotting of the seed, the decay of the seed in the ground, is exactly what enables the seed to then grow forth. So we don't understand that we surrender to Hashem about it, but we begin our Amidah by acknowledging that He's the Melech who's Memis, and He's Mechaya, and though it's beyond our comprehension, that cycle and those choices are what are matzmiach Yeshua. That is what allows the blossoming of the Yeshua of salvation 
to occur. Then we conclude V'ne'aman. What do you mean V'ne'aman? It's the second time we're saying it. V'ne'aman. Hashem, you're trustworthy. You rely. Oh, you said you're going to bring us back to life? V'ne'aman. I think we could rely on you. You seem reliable. You seem trustworthy. He's infinite. We're finite. He's all-powerful. We're mere mortals. We're future rotting worm food. And we're going to talk about Hashem. He's Ne'eman. He needs us to say that he's trustworthy and reliable. Otherwise, you might doubt. So the Mabit writes in his Sefer, the Mabit in Beis Elohim writes that resurrection is something so beyond our imagination, our comprehension. Someone who's gone, someone who's gone, not for a short time, somebody who died not decades ago or centuries ago, millennia ago, that Hashem will bring them back to life? How could it be? What's left of them to resurrect? How will that happen? It's beyond our experience and it's beyond our comprehension and it's therefore so difficult for us to be able to accept. So my bit writes, V'ne'eman. You know what makes you trustworthy? We did see it before. Where did you see it before? Not most of you because you grew up from, so you never studied Tanakh. But in Tanakh, Eliyahu and Elisha, we have stories in Tanakh of Hashem intervening, interfering, and bringing those who are gone back to life. Eliyahu Anavi and Elisha. And so therefore, V'ne'eman. V'ne'eman is not written as an endorsement of Hashem as if He needs us to endorse Him. It's written to remind us, as we get to the conclusion of this bracha, lest you have doubt, uncertainty, questions, because it's beyond our experience, beyond our comprehension. No, we remind ourselves, we remind one another, v'ne'eman. No, 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 don't think it's impossible just because you haven't experienced it, because v'ne'eman. Hashem has done it. All you have to do is open a Tanakh and read the stories, Elio and Elisha, and we'll see that Hashem has done it before. And then we conclude, what is the bracha? Mechayeh. What should it say? Yechayeh hamesim. Kosh will bring the dead back to life. How do we end instead? He brings the dead back to life. In the present tense, but he's not. Cemeteries, unfortunately, are full. Those people have not come back to life. So why do we end the bracha? Why do we conclude the second bracha of the Amidah in the present tense, Lashon Hove, rather than the future tense, because this promise has not yet been fulfilled? We'll pick up with it next time.